0: Hey guys, Matt Dixon here. Hope you enjoyed the show today. As you listen today, it's all about coaching, leadership, and it's fun. And you know what else is fun? I'm trying to record a podcast and crazy eight-year-old Baxter is just so excited to get involved. As you listen today, you're gonna hear a few little ah, ooh, ah, ooh, It was incessant. I'm not sure whether to call it a success of parenting or an abysmal failure. I'll let you be the judge, but please excuse with a little periodic interruption by Baxter. We just went with the flow and let it go. Have a good one. Enjoy the show. Take care. I'm Matt Dixon and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast, as ever, your host Matt Dixon, and today it's one for the coaches, and the leaders, and likely for athletes who enjoy hearing thoughts on effective coaching, hence becoming more effectively coached athletes. Folks, this has been a journey. Goodness me, the last month's turbulent, chaotic, challenging, tough, and stress has been high. We've been forced to grapple with self-reflection, racial injustice, a pandemic, and even whether wearing a mask to protect others is an invasion of liberty. Really? But, yes, it's been tough. And guess what? We're not done. The months ahead are uncertain, and they're likely gonna be tough also. We might be on a path to begin to return to normal, but equally, we might be driven back into our homes. No one knows, uncertainty awaits, but we must move forward. Today's show focuses on effective coaching and leadership, looking ahead over the coming months on how coaches could consider approaching the uncertainty with their athletes. Coaches are leaders. And there is plenty to draw from in this show. If you think i focus on empathy and softness and nurturing, well, think again. I might be a gentle giant, but I grew up in Essex, mate. And there's a little tough love for you there and all that malarkey. It's going to be a little bit of Barney rubble for you if you don't keep your king lears open today. So let's get going, but not before the squaddy update. Yes, the squatty update. And this week, I wanna talk about one of the best parts of being a part of Purple Patch, which is well beyond the training or the plan. It's beyond our normal education. It's beyond the live coaching sessions. It's even beyond the community. It's access. Over the years in performance, I've been lucky to work with some great athletes but I've also been honored to meet and collaborate with some great coaches, experts in their field. And, well, me, I'm not the master of all. And I love the journey of spending time with and learning from true experts in their field. Now, I could spend the next hour of your life boring you with every name of it and every expert across the industries. But I'll let you know that over the last years, I've invited, no begged no, dragged many experts into the Purple Patch fold. This week, we invited Jeff Drosch. Jeff's a highly respected sports psychologist who's worked with captains of industry, professional athletes across many sports. And he's even got involved with the whole collegiate system, working with many collegiate teams, including UCLA. The format of Jeff's little adventure into Purple Patch He spent 90 minutes with any Purple Patch athlete that wanted to join live, providing tools of confidence and mindset, answering questions and providing feedback on the common challenges that they face. The cost for these Purple Patch athletes to get in front of Jeff, listen, ask questions, nothing. Free. It's a part of being in the Purple Patch community. An investment from us to feed performance. This session Was absolutely terrific. But honestly, quite normal. It came off the back of the highly rated bike fitter Ivan O'Gorman, Mark Fadillon, the team at Sports Medicine Institute, TK Brasted, as highly respected sleep expert. It's all part of the purple patch puzzle. Being a part of the gang isn't about the plan, it's about buying into a way of doing things, belonging, integrating sport into life. As a little gift, we're willing to share this show with Jeff, the psychologist. Head to the show notes and you'll find out how to get your copy. And with Purple Patch Globally, if you wanna get involved and you wanna be part of the fun, ping us. Info at purplepatchfitness.com. There is no better time than now to begin, especially with the fog of racing opportunities. Well, rather hazy. Learn, evolve. Grow and join us to belong. Now, let's keep it simple. Let's do word of the week. We like the way he thinks. Serious with the wind. Let's open the book. It's time to take a peek. It's the dicks in every word of the Week. All right, let's do this. Thanks for the intro, Barry. Very good playing on the ukulele as usual. Your song and your voice was like honey. This week, the word of the week is controversy. Now, when I was a kid, there was controversy or there was controversy. How you even said the word, goodness me. But this week, I'm setting up with a claim is going to stoke it no matter how you pronounce it i am going to make a big claim americans will likely have passing interest french listeners will probably dismiss it south americans will what could be confused but i am going to make the claim of what the best cup of tea i've ever had is now what was the catalyst for this it was a video that i happened to see a woman and yes, I'm afraid, an American woman posting a very helpful YouTube clip on how to make a nice cup of tea. Now, a warning here. If you're British, you might need to cover your ears for about the next 45 seconds. This is not shocking, it's harrowing. Her process. Welcome, guys. Put the cold water in the mug. Place the tea bag in the water and pop the cup in the microwave for 60 seconds. She called it the three Ps. Put it in the water, place the tea bag, pop it in the microwave. Catchy, I know. But as I watched, I started to wonder, what would the sentence be for such a crime? But anyway, ding, the microwave pops. We continue. Number four, out of the microwave, and you add a little milk, and there you have it. A perfect cup of tea. No, you don't. It's a disaster. It's a crime. It's rude. It's disingenuous. And it is horrific. A lot has happened in 2020. But surely this is the worst of them all. Surely. Just imagine. Tea. Microwave. I feel sick. But it did make me think. What is the best cup of tea? Some out there will clamor for PG tips. Others will say Yorkshire gold. The Irish will probably scream for Barry's. But I actually think it's Campbell's tea. Yes, Campbell's. Look for the yellow tin. Pure perfection. Now, if you really want to know how to make a cup of tea, you boil the water and you pour the boiling water into the teapot. You swish it around to heat the pot, and then you empty. You add tea, you return the water to the boil, and then at a rolling boil, you add it to the pot full of tea. Tea cozy on, let it steep. A few minutes later, pour the tea, and then add milk to taste. That is tea, ladies and gentlemen, and please never forget it. And that is why the word of the week. This week is controversy or controversy or however you wanna say it. Let's get cracking on the meat and potatoes. (music) Yes, the meat and potatoes for the coaches but also for leaders and athletes. We aim to answer the question, how should you set up for coaching success in the midst of all this uncertainty? Taking stock, where we've been and what the future looks like. Now, for the sake of this discussion, I'm going to remain more US-centric although this is obviously a global situation. And the only reason I remain US focused is really for the sake of timelines in the little bit of storytelling there is. Of course, we can adjust it for Italy and what happened in China, what happened later in Brazil, etc. So let's keep it simple. So late February to early March, the creep of COVID-19 rose. And at this time, Most athletes were still charting their course for a full calendar year of racing. At the end of February, we were in Hawaii at a training camp. Athletes were ambitious and coaches were busy plotting training and excited to see athletes compete. Mid-March in the US, it all changed. Shelter in place, school closures, work from home, events canceled. The commencement of a confusing and fearful time. It was also a time of grief. And for most athletes, it was wholly disorientating. Now, some coaches in this phase did a great job. They helped with perspective, helping athletes stabilize in their life, reminding the athletes of the purpose of why they do the sport and the key value of the backbone of training well beyond just racing well. The smart leaders and coaches in this phase reframed everything. They reframed the training roadmaps and the sessions. They redesigned even how they delivered training and education. They synchronized the program to the situation and the times that we suddenly found ourselves. Other coaches struggled. Messages like, let's go into maintenance mode or let's just wait and see. They failed to empower the athlete. And many athletes lost their compass and direction. Some even folded to random. But no matter what the path, we still have to appreciate that it has been four months of navigating this thing. And the fatigue of the situation has crept in. We begin or began to open up. We start to feel like we're coming out of this. Races even popped up on the horizon. There was, just a few weeks ago, an emotional corner that started to be turned. And we still had talk of a second wave, but ambition and eagerness started to bubble up. It felt like it was starting to move behind us. And I'm sure many coaches were starting to feel that sense of relief to be moving toward a more normal situation. Few anticipated that we were not even out of the first wave yet, but the last week has created serious questions around even the coming months. And so with that, I asked the question, how should coaches approach the coming months? What does good leadership look like? Well, guys, it isn't all a disaster. It's been tough, you've navigated, and you've done it before, but as you look forward, it is time for you to step up and lead. And the good news is that you have tools at your disposal to truly help. It just takes a little dose of clarity, some strong communication, some heavy planning, and yes, some hard graph. And on top of it all, you should lead into the very biggest assets that you have, your athletes, oh, and join the dots. Leaders, yes, you guys, leading your teams, leading your companies, the same applies. It is time right now to plan, to communicate, to lean into your biggest assets, your employees, yes, your team. And so let's go through a framework. Let's talk about your own positioning over the coming months. Let's talk about the planning required for coaches, how to establish the right mindset for your athletes and how to communicate it. And finally, let's lean into the power of community. We're gonna end this show with a joint commitment. And if everyone involved is committed to the same thing, success will come. We're going to explore that at the end of these meat and potatoes. So, folks, coaches, fasten your seatbelt, deep breath in, let's get going. Let's start with positioning. As a coach, You have the same challenge as everyone else, which is that the coming months are fogged with uncertainty. Are there gonna be more lockdowns? Is there gonna be racing? Are we gonna return to normal, or are we gonna have another year of the same of what 2020 has been? You cannot know, and you don't need to answer the question that cannot be answered, but, you must be prepared for all scenarios. And I'd encourage you to set your coaching and planning to be just that, prepared. In a word, be flexible. It's turbulent, it's uncertain, and you should be okay with that, but you should work out how to lead through this uncertainty. And make no mistake, you have an important role to play. And here's a clue. It isn't over the coming months just about getting athletes ready to race. It's not just about boosting their FTP or the pace that they can run. As a coach right now, your role expands well beyond this. Your role is to help athletes navigate the uncertainty, the stress, the turbulence. You should be delivering on an approach that focuses on number one, a great platform of health and resilience a release from the rigors and stresses of life at a time when global stress is higher, a framework that can help focus energy and mood of the athlete. You should be helping your athletes try and identify a sense of purpose and direction, and you should ensure that they are connected and feel like they're a part of something, because it is always, always, always tougher to navigate adversity when you're trying to do it alone. Oh, And if races do happen to emerge, and then you want to have them ready to perform. And so yes, when you bucket it and package it like that, it's an important role. And beyond it all, the journey of performance for your athletes doesn't just pause in this. You're not just going to healthy, happy, good mood, just because all this is happening you still, as the backbone, want them to improve. You want them to move forward. You want them to develop. And so I would encourage you to think about this. This phase is not about maintenance. It's not about patiently sitting out the stall. As a coach, you want to find ways to help athletes advance within the adversity. You want them to thrive and progress. Emerge stronger. Yes, that cute little saying that I love to say, but it's about thriving within adversity. It's not about treading water. And so set your lens on that. You are helping them navigate, setting up perspective, but you are also driving people forward. You want to help them improve. You want to facilitate growth. You want to set them up for success. And here's the great thing. You don't need necessarily, you don't need races to make it happen. Position these months in your mind and commit to it. Because once you know the task, then what do I do is converted very simply to how do I do it? And that's a much more empowering state of mind. And with that in mind, we get to move on to number two, planning, the practical side. How do you plan as a coach? Well, as a coach or leader, it's critical that you respond and don't react when faced with adversity and challenging situations. And this was particularly salient as we faced the initial crisis of COVID-19. Well now, as we look forward to even more uncertainty The good thing is that we do have more information and we do find ourselves right now in the midst of it. We are living it. We didn't feel like we were getting drawn to a vacuum or black hole. And while the future is foggy, that simple information that we have and the fact that we are in the midst of it all means that we must be prepared to lead through various paths. Yes, it makes your job tougher, much more challenging, and it becomes much more about just building pretty training plans. We can all agree basically on two ends of the spectrum as it comes to athletics over the coming year. On one end, we begin to emerge via vaccine or virus retreat and the world begins to glide back to normal. Races come back, we transition with excitement to a full calendar year of training and racing, just like the years prior. On the other end of the continuum, the virus stays or even gets worse. We have no viable option to race and our lives are disrupted for months and months and months, even the year ahead. Obviously, This is a tougher, more frustrating and perilous end of the continuum that we all hope to avoid. But as a coach, I would encourage you to prepare for both. You should be planning right now for either scenario, right now, not waiting, but looking ahead right now. And so when it comes to a roadmap, I've already begun to create two roadmaps to cover everything both into the continuum and anywhere in the middle of the bell curve. Roadmap one is charting the right training approach based on my methodology, leading us out of this unique training approach over the last few months and gliding the most majority of the athletes into a more regular post-season into building a path to racing and performances next year. Goodness me, how I hope we get to follow this blueprint. On the other side, roadmap number two, the worst case scenario, shutdown, no racing. What happens now? It certainly isn't gonna be purple patch on myself just going back and repeating what we did in the spring of 2020. Instead, in this roadmap, we come up a level and we think, okay, What do athletes need to evolve over the coming two to three years? What are the elements that we can improve and work on without racing? How can and should we align with a typical season rhythm of racing? And on top of it all, how do we actually create enthusiasms, fun, goals, focus, purpose to athletes without all of those normal goals being available? I really, really hope that I have to throw that roadmap number two in the trash. But it might well come in handy, at least some version of it. But by having two ends planned for equips me as the coach to morph and adapt into the reality, which, let's be honest, is probably somewhere between those two. And if leaning into roadmap number one more, we might get to pull elements of number two to magnify the focus, and of course, vice versa. The key on this is the perspective that I am not coaching athletes for next month or for even 16 weeks time, but instead I'm coaching athletes for the long-term progression of health, performance, and results over multiple years. Now, the second part of this planning category is to evolve programming. There's an old saying, never waste a good crisis. There are too many coaches out there that are gonna just fall down the pecking order. They will fail to support the needs of their athletes. And the reason for that is they failed to adapt to the changing environment they find themselves. And so as a coach, I challenge you, in fact, no, challenge yourself to grow, to evolve. The world is changing. You need to evolve with it. If you were coaching by the route of writing a nice program for an individual, tracking execution by analyzing power files or comments, occasionally engaging in a phone call, well, you might need to evolve. It may have worked for the then but I promise you, you're not optimizing for the now. If your coaching anchored only on the sport that you're leading the athlete through, ignoring the broader aspects of life, you might want to evolve. If you're focused just on the individual athletes and a simple, direct one-to-one relationship with each individual athlete that you coach, you might want to evolve. The reason I say this is that the changing times call for coaches and leaders to step up to the plate and adapt to the new environment. And right now, I believe that most people and athletes' needs are a little bit different. We're in a time that a myopic lens of just thinking about sports performance doesn't fit with the challenge or stresses that people face. Rather than providing solutions to this, I'm just gonna ask you, the coach, questions. As a coach, what are you doing with education across all aspects of performance, sleep, stress, nutrition? How are you approaching conversations with athletes around the logistics of life, the stress of fear and concern, the challenges of working from home, colliding with family and friends? How are you connecting with athletes Can you do live coaching with your athletes via video? Can you connect athletes under your stewardship to create belonging community? Can you create common purposes amongst the athletes that you lead? The key point is how you did it likely isn't good enough now. And so blank canvas, be creative, plan, evolve. And yes, you listen to this and you think, oh, This sounds like a lot of work. And I'm here to tell you, it is, it's hard. It is freaking hard. It's more work than you used to, but you're a coach and this isn't a hobby. It's an important responsibility that we have. And it's also, to be frank, a little bit of a privilege to earn the trust to guide someone through their performance journey. And so a little bit of a rallying cry. It's time to step up into your opportunity. Number three, mindset and communication. As I've said before, coaches, it is time to step up. It's time to truly lead your athletes. And it's important for you to have a great deal of empathy for the situation. You must have compassion for how tough this is for your athletes, but, and this is a big but, you need to be cognizant as you're flooding your athletes with empathy of just how easy it is gonna be now several months into this for your athletes to start to fall into apathy, into self-pity. If we go back four months the initial phase of this journey that we're on were terrifically destabilizing. Worlds were turned upside down, routines destroyed. It was really, really tough. And for almost all of us, stress, boom, through the roof. And after initial stabilization and a chase to create a little routine and even a period of grief, which was actually really critical for many people. But the predominant need right then for a coach was empathy, really having strong empathy, nurturing support. Well, that was then, but this is now. And I believe that now, no matter the path or the roadmap that we're gonna use from our planning exercises, empathy for the journey, yes, it must remain. But, and you might not like to hear this, it should slide to the back burner. The predominant focus right now moving forward, it should be a little bit more stiff upper lip, as we like to say. And what do I mean by that? Well, I think it's okay. No, I think it's important to acknowledge how tough this is. But I also think it's important to recognize that you as the coach cannot predict the future and nor can anyone. But, and here's what I mean by this, the absolute best path forward for the individual, the team, the company, the society, is for us to pull our socks up and get on with it. We need to charge forward. And this begins with a commitment. And it's a commitment for me, for you, for your athletes, for your employees, to see through the process, to remain on tasks, no matter what happens. If we stray towards roadmap A and races return to normal, then there is a commitment to drive towards excellence and performance in life and racing But if we face a more uncertain future and we retreat away from racing and more towards the last months that we've had to live, and then we retain a commitment towards excellence and performance, but instead that commitment is more in life. Sports performance on the racing field will come and we still chase it, but just not quite yet. Either way, on either roadmap, The commitment is, and you demand this, it comes from the heart, we drive towards performance. It is an important mindset to now stand up and commit to. Really, step up. We need this to move forward. Apathy, self-pity, that is not good for you. It's not good for your athlete. It's not good for us. And this is the theme around our whole thing, Emerge Stronger. I am not going to let this crisis derail me. I am going to navigate the ups and downs, handle the frustrations of which there are gonna be many. I'm going to find routes that look like dead ends, but I'm gonna convert them to highways because this is the journey and it is the tough part, but I am still on my journey. And as a coach and leader, In the balance between empathy and tough minded, you might just want to retain both as both are important. But I would stray towards the latter because right now that is what athletes need. But how do you communicate that? Well, I think that there are a few key words to lean into. The first word, clarity. People do better with clarity. Don't sugarcoat it. Tell the truth, acknowledge it sucks, but make a commitment to be there throughout to ensure that we as a unit emerge. That's your job as a coach and it's tough news, but sugarcoating bad information or things that people don't wanna hear is not going to serve you well. And so stick to truth, stick to clarity. The second part of communication is perspective it is natural that athletes will get pulled into the now, today, this week, this month. But the more that you as a coach and leader can provide perspective of the journey prior and the future, realizing and helping the athlete realize that we are just navigating a really tough chapter of the story, but it isn't the story, and then the better it's gonna be clarity, and perspective. You then want to lean into word number three, focus. Get the athlete's attention on the things that are in their control. They can control their behaviors, their habits, their training, how they place their mind. What are the opportunities here? Place your emphasis on these, talk about these, not on whether racing is gonna occur or not, That is for right now, secondary. Clarity, perspective, focus. Then word number four, team. I don't believe that any athlete should be doing this alone right now. Ensure that the athlete understands that you are there for them on the journey. And so I'd encourage you to make it more about us rather than them. And if you can, in addition to that, draw in other athletes and unite them beneath the banner of the commitment, that is gonna drive the collective forward. It's gonna create a shared journey. Clarity, perspective, focus, team. And the final word, word number five, purpose. Keep coming back to purpose, the why. If you can get an athlete excited about the why that they're doing this, there is going to be much less distraction and more resilience around the situation and the challenge that they face. Clarity, perspective, focus, team, purpose. What more can we want to anchor your communication? And number four, the final. Area to consider, community. Yes, in leadership, it's gonna be critical over these coming months that you don't make it about you. Make it about us. Strength your leadership will come out when you actually connect your athletes with each other and create conditions to enable them to actually support one another even hold each other accountable. You've heard me say this before, but people thrive when they have mentors and they also have peers to enable support. And on top of it, they have someone to lead. And so right now, more than any other time, drive them towards this with your athletes. Whether you're leading four athletes, 40 athletes, 400, empowering them to share, support, and hold each other to account is incredibly powerful. Now you can do this and it all depends on your size. You can try and create an online community. You can host video chats always around. I would encourage you specific discussion points and moderated by you, you're the captain, but get a dialogue going. And if racing doesn't return, don't just say, oh, oh well, goodness me, keep training guys. No, try and set up shared experiences among your group. Our joint focus is X, Y, Z. Let's all drive towards this virtual event. Here folks is your August challenge. Make them inclusive, make them accessible, and make them fun. And ensure that with all of this, there's a really easy way for your athletes under your stewardship to share stories and engage leaning into this more tribal part of the journey doesn't replace the vigor and the excitement of racing or quite frankly, the power of an in-person master swim session or a track practice. It just isn't the same, but it's important in this environment and your athletes can be spread all over the world. You can still connect them and they can still share. If you work on these areas, over the coming months, if you set yourself up with the right positioning, you do some heavy graft of planning, you set up your mindset and communication, and you foster the power of community, you're going to be successful. You will help people perform. You will help them navigate. And you will accidentally create systems that in all likelihood will become the backbone of your leadership and coaching long after this craziness has passed. And so as promised, we finish the meat and potato with commitments. What should you ask from your athletes? I would ask them to commit to the journey of performance, the line in the sand right now. Set a starting line moving forward, And no matter what it takes, we, yes, we, are going to keep moving forward for the next 12 months and then we can assess. Ask them to commit to communication when they're struggling, when they're in need. And also ask them to consistently pause, self-reflect, and try and come up for perspective over the big journey. Every single week, the athlete should check in with themselves. Here at Purple Patch, we call it the Sunday special. And on the flip side, what should you commit to your athletes? Well, I think it's quite simple. You have to commit to try your very best and give them your best effort to help them in every way that you can. You also need to commit to communicate consistently with honesty, clarity, and transparency. And you also should commit to continually look for ways to improve, grow, and evolve to enrich the coaching and performance journey as this is a living, breathing thing. And out of those commitments comes a magical word. It's a magic word, trust. It's a catalyst for a great coaching relationship. I hope that helps. Now, pull your socks up, stand tall, get out there. This is the world, and it isn't anyone's fault, and no one is gonna make your journey a better one or hand you anything on a plate. You've gotta go and get it. And coaches, you have to lead. It's time. Let's do it. Stay safe, but most importantly, stay committed to the journey. And now it is the Peter Minute. Folks, to wrap up, It was a quiet week for Peter this week. He bathed in overcoming adversity last week, coming out of that weekend with great consistency over the week. And for Peter this week, well, it was a quiet week of training and he was met with a crisis of confidence. Can he really be ready in an unknown amount of weeks for an event that we don't know in a location unspecified? How can he be successful when he doesn't even know what he's aiming for? Peter needs support and a little boost. And those brand new shorts he got a couple of weeks ago, well, they only gave him a short honeymoon of good feeling. And so this week he went shopping again, a little retail therapy as he called it. And he got himself a very nice black hydration vest. Things are getting real. He looks like the real deal. I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, hiding age in the youth of fashion. He enters what, six weeks with a shell of confidence through fashion, but at the core, a genuine fear about the journey ahead. Now, I don't want to be doom and gloom, but I had to remind Peter that you cannot buy your way to performance. He's just got to commit to the hard graft. And so as we look ahead to the big week six, Let's see what happens. It brings a big one and he's planned some big, big miles. I promise to report in next week, but that's it this week for the Peter Minute. And that's it for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Go forth, lead, conquer. Have a good one, guys. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. If you like what you hear, would really appreciate it if you share with your friends and even go the extra mile and head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review the show. The Apple Podcasts link is in the show notes. Your support and positive reviews go a huge way in increasing our visibility and also the exposure to time staffed people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive. Don't forget, you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Cheers!